Welcome to Word from the Mountaintop, a weekly inspirational podcast brought to you from the Mountain Luther Parish. Today's Word of the Lord will be shared by Pastor Jason or Pastor Jess Felici. Hear now the Gospel of our Lord according to St. Matthew, the 22nd chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Once more, Jesus spoke to them in parables, saying the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who gave a wedding banquet for his son. He sent his slaves to call those who had been invited to the wedding banquet, but they would not come. Again, he sent other slaves, saying, tell those who have been invited, look, I have prepared my dinner, my oxen, and my fat calves have been slaughtered, and everything is ready. Come to the wedding banquet. But they made light of it and went away one to his farm, another to his business, while the rest seized his slaves, mistreated them, and killed them. The king was enraged. He sent his troops, destroyed those murderers, and burned their city. Then he said to his slaves, The wedding is ready, but those invited were not worthy. Go, therefore, into the main streets and invite everyone you find to the wedding banquet. Those slaves went out into the streets and gathered all whom they had found, both good and bad. So the wedding hall was filled with guests. But when the king came in to see the guests, he noticed a man there who was not wearing a wedding robe. And he said to him, Friend, how did you get in here without a wedding robe? And he was speechless. Then the king said to the attendants, Bind him hand and foot, and throw him into the outer darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For many are called, but few are chosen. This is the Gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Will you pray with me? Draw near to us, Lord. Help us to draw close to you, to wonder at your holy presence in our lives. Tune our hearts to the gifts others offer, Tune our energy to meet your will in this community. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We asked last week, where do you see wonder? What causes a sense of wonder within you? The smell of a fresh autumn breeze, watching children play in a world of imagination. Walking in the magic of fall near trees or rocks or water, the smell of fresh-cut firewood, full moons, sunsets, night skies, baby giggles, birds, and even deaths were among the many things that were lifted for us. These are just some of the things that people named when we asked them to tell us what gives them a sense of wonder. Remember, last week, we defined wonder as a feeling of surprise mixed with admiration caused by something that is beautiful or unexpected, unfamiliar, or inexplicable. It could be said that each of these things gives us a sense of being near to the Lord. I found as my week went along and as people sent their lists of where they encountered wonder that my eyes were open to even more wonder around me, that as people shared their sense of wonder, my eyes began to seek more and more wonder in the midst around me. 
the work of my friends helped to focus my eyes onto the nearness of Christ, which I think marries so beautifully with our text from Philippians. It's, it's such a short little letter, this letter from Paul to the Philippians, and it doesn't get near the, the time and attention that it deserves, but it is such a key part of the conversation that we're having about stewardship and wonder in the world. This letter is written as Paul has been imprisoned for his work in sharing the gospel. We don't know much about Paul's arrest, but we do know that even awaiting trial with Caesar, as Paul sits in the prison, he is not hindered from his enthusiasm for sharing the good news. Earlier in the letter to the Philippians, he writes, And this is my prayer, that your love may overflow more and more with knowledge and full insight to help you determine what is best so that on the day of Christ you may be pure and blameless, he writes. From his prison cell, Paul is caught up in caring about the relationship between believers, knowing that how they care for each other and serve the gospel is reflected in how they live their lives in general. Unlike some of his polemics, Paul does not scold the Philippians in this epistle. He's not angry or mean or, or upset with anything they've done. Instead, he's commending them for their relationships with each other, and Paul urges them to keep it up, to live as Christ, and to point one another toward holy lives. It's important to notice that until this point in history, people almost exclusively found relationships with others only within their family or their clan. There were no local hangouts for people to, to meet and become friendly. There was no public high school for, for sweethearts to develop. Marriages were arranged between families within the clan. So this notion of relationship building through Jesus Christ is, is central to this letter that Paul writes to the Philippians, that relationships can exist outside of one's family or one's clan is earth-shattering news. And these Christ-oriented relationships have a significant bearing on the lives of the faithful. This letter also drives home that no one can define their value or their worth by their works or their good deeds. The only thing that matters, says Paul, is Christ's sufferings and our identity in them. And all of this builds up to the words of our second reading today. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, writes Paul, whom I love and I long for, my joy and my crown. Imagine that, that your brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ are your joy and your crown. Stand firm in the Lord in this way, my beloved. Paul then urges them to help Yodia and Syntyche Two women who served as co-laborers in the gospel, struggling in the work of sharing good news with, with Paul and with Timothy and Clement. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to everyone. And here's the crux of the entire reading today. Are you ready? The Lord is near. The Lord is near. Tap into the wonder of the world around you because God's presence is nearby. It is as though Paul is reminding the Philippians that they do not hold the copyright on God, but that God is all around them, 
Paul instructs them not to look for, not to look inward to themselves, to their clan or to their family for guidance, but to find the good all around them. Paul commends the Philippians to become the very model of godly life that they long to follow. Finally, beloved, he writes, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is pleasing, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, and if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Keep on doing the things that you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, and the God of peace will be with you. So what does this say to us some 2,000 years later. I think Paul's words act as a correction for us today. Many of us in this country are in crisis mode right now. Instead of tuning into the nearness of God, instead of recognizing the relationships that we have through Jesus and the wonder that they offer us, the strength that they give our daily lives, Instead of remembering that it is not our actions, but Christ's suffering which connects us, we are dividing everywhere, in every, act, in every access point of our lives. Christians are accusing other Christians of failing at their faith based on who they choose to vote for. Some going so far as to claim that they cannot be friends with someone who will vote for the other person, whoever the other person is. Christians harshly judge one another on their precautions or their lack thereof in, in this pandemic, abandoning any attempt to dialogue with each other and instead just offering critique after critique. Some are so swept up into a spiraling sense of doom that they cannot answer the question, what gives you a sense of wonder? What helps you to feel that the Lord is near? This week, in our stewardship conversation, we're wondering how God might use us in the kingdom. I can tell you one thing, one absolute truth. It is not to tear each other apart. It is not to judge a local church for its meeting in a parking lot or for heading back inside. God is not using us to divide the unity of the kingdom. God is not using Christians to, to point fingers at each other and say horrible things. Instead, Paul beckons us, just as he did the Philippians 2,000 years ago. Whatever is true, whatever is honorable and just and pure and pleasing and commendable, if there is any excellence, anything worthy of praise, keep on doing those things. Don't get sucked into the vortex of ugliness. In other words, relationships in Christ help us to achieve our best selves, sharing the wonder we have in the world around us. The nearness of the Lord increases our awareness of the holy in our lives. And this awareness helps us to tune into God's will, and it helps others to tap into the holy presence of God in their lives as well. Left to our own devices, we would cast out the very people that Jesus intends to invite to the table. Left to our own devices, we would rip each other apart instead of finding ways to dialogue about important issues. 
left to our own devices. We'd watch as flippant memes demonize those who disagree with us that fill the internet. In our stewardship conversation this week, we are asking, I wonder how God might use me. What can you contribute to the conversation around you? Whether it's on social media, in your workplace, or within your family, or maybe maybe more publicly, or, or maybe just a phone call. What can you contribute to relationship with others that will draw us deeper into relationship with God? Perhaps you feel called to give financially above and beyond your weekly offering. Or perhaps you're realizing that you could catch up on a couple months past. Perhaps you're feeling called to speak up as someone who is tired of the vitriol and the bitterness spread in the news and social media or even among your group of friends. Perhaps God is calling you to use your time to visit on the porch with homebound members and bring them joy. I wonder how God might use you to build relationships in the kingdom. As St. Paul says, the Lord is near. Don't turn inward and hide this holy gift all for yourself, but share it willingly, openly. Tap into the wonder of God's holy presence in your life and then share it and watch as others are able to tap in as well. And the peace of God, as St. Paul said, will be with you always. Thanks be to God. you enjoyed this week's episode and for further messages from our clergy feel free to visit wordfromthemountaintop.org